For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yeah, sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins will be missing a couple key players when the new season begins, and a former Bruin has a new home in Toronto. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Last week... The Boston Bruins announced that Brad Marchand underwent hernia surgery on September 14th and is on target to make a full recovery in four months. So that will probably take him uh, missing a couple games in the beginning of the season. Now the same goes for David Pasternak. He underwent right hip surgery on September 16th and a target date for a full recovery is about five months, which should be about February. So both of those two players are going to wind up missing at least a, a least training camp and a possible and maybe even you know you got to figure maybe the first half of the first month of the season. We still don't know when the season's going to begin. You know, they're saying January 1st. First they were saying, you know, the beginning of December. Now they're pushing it to January 1st. Now they're saying February 1st with like a 60 game schedule. So I really don't know what's happening, you know, as far as this, you know, as far as the schedule is going to go. Now, I had high hopes for uh, for making a big splash in free agency when the bees left the bubble, but right now I'm not I'm not really sure on how to take this whole entire free agency for the Bruins. I mean, they lost Tory Krug. That was a given. He was I don't think he was going to sign. He was going to take the money and, you know, go somewhere. I thought it was actually going to be he was going to go to go to Detroit, but he took the money and he went to he went to St. Louis. Now the Bruins missed out on Taylor Hall and other big name free agents. I mean, Mike Hoffman is still out there. Do they go after him? I would think so. Go after him. You know, make make some noise. You haven't really done anything in 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 free agency here. Okay, go after a big name. You know, go after Hoffman. I mean, I say yeah, get the guy. A lot of guys are signing on cheap deals. You know, and they're all one year. You do it. Do it. Do it. Get this guy in here. Make you know, get the fans excited. Okay. I mean, at least make it look like you tried this offseason. You know, another another person I thought maybe they would probably, 
sign and bring back to Boston would be former Bruin Joe Thornton. He signed a one-year contract with the Maple Leafs. Okay, and it's a cheap deal. It's a one-year deal for $700,000, all right, with a no-movement clause. I mean, they, I think Sweeney could have pulled off something to get Joe Thornton in here because I think Joe Thornton would have been a perfect fit somewhere on that line. Who knows? You know, on Saturday, the Bruins and Matt Grizzlick reached a four-year agreement for $14.75 million. Okay, all right. Grizzlick's on in there. I mean, I could see. I saw that. I could see them re-signing Grizzlick. You know, because both sides were going to be going to arbitration this week. You know, his role with the Bruins just got bigger. He's going to be. You know, they're going to depend on him more, and he's going to get more time on the power play. So you know, you're going to have McAvoy back there. You're going to have Grizzlick back there. You know, you're going to have Clifton. You're going to have um. Uh, Miller, who just resigned, you know, so, you know, the defense looks pretty good, all right? Not, I'm not, you know, going nuts now, but still, they could have signed, you know, they could have got gone out and get a Petrangelo from, you know, who went to sign in Vegas. You know, they could have gotten him, but I think Sweeney's st- st- sticking with just all these, you know, resigning guys. You know, maybe that's the whole plan. I mean, Zidane Chara is still out there. Chara's reportedly in no rush to make any free agent decisions. I mean, he could come back for one more season with the Bees. And I've, I've seen things where his agent has said that Ottawa was also interested in him. I mean, he played for Ottawa from 2000 to 2006. I mean, he should return or retire as a Bruin. I mean, that's how I feel. You know, he should retire as a Boston Bruin. And, you know... I hope the organization keeps him keeps him in some type of management or even 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 join the coaching staff as coaching the defense or something, you know? He's a class act and I hope he stays with the Boston Bruins in some manner. Now, thinking about that, whether he signs or not, I still think even if even if even if Chara does sign, I still think Bergeron should get the C. No matter what. Bergeron should get no matter no matter what. Chara signs for a one year deal and just hand you know, Chara should just say, you know what, I'm gonna pass it over, I'm gonna pass the torch over to Patrice Bergeron. Because you think about it, I don't know how many years Bergeron has left, and I don't want to see him wear the C for three or four years and then say, you know what, I need to retire because of something, you know, either because he's done with with playing for you know, playing hockey. So who knows what's going on with that one? But I would love to see Bergeron get to see a little earlier while Big Z is still here. Now, there are trade rumors going around that the Winnipeg Jets and um, Patrick Laine, uh, he may be on the trading block. I mean, I'd be in for Laine. I would be full in for him. You know, it gives the bees what everyone has complained about for the past couple of years a right winger for Krejci. I mean, I think it would be a perfect fit for Krejci. Maybe having Line a could move Pasta down with DeBrusque and Krejci, and you can put Line a on there with Marshawn and Bergeron. Maybe maybe make uh, two high-powered forward groups right now. That would be perfect right now. But the thing is, you know, what are you willing to give up? Do you give up Trent Frederick 
or a Staninka for line A? You know, do you give, you're probably going to wind up giving up draft picks. We know that. So, you know, what do you give up? You know, Sweeney would probably have to put up a draft pick or two. And, you know, you have to say to yourself, would it be worth giving up youth and draft picks for line A? I think so. I mean, this team hasn't got a lot left here. Krejci's, you know, hasn't got a lot left. You know, basically, it's going to pass these guys, this group of guys, pass them by, and you're going to be looking at, you know, possibly rebuilding. That's when you're going to need a Trent Frederick or Stadnika or, you know, somebody else, you know, one of the younger guys, McAvoy, to, you know, step up and take the place of, you know, Marshawn, Bergeron, Krejci, and all those guys. So... Who knows? But I'm not saying pull the trigger on any on anything that moves. But, you know, Sweeney's got to come up with something. You know, make a big splash with do something with this. You know, in the offseason, you know, everybody else is doing something. Why can't it's like every offseason, you know, we get to a point and it's like we get or we get to training camp and nothing has nothing happened. The same same goes with the, the trade deadline. You know, we can make a big move. I mean, I can't even remember the last time the Bruins actually made a big blockbuster move. I can't. But, you know, all I'm saying is for for him or for Sweeney to do something this offseason. Get the fans excited. Maybe now's the time to deal a prospect or two. I mean, they've been holding on to prospects for way too long. I mean, the Bruins have signed Jacob Zaboral for a two-year contract with an NHL cap hit of 725000 Now, here's 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 the thing here. All right? Now, Zaboro was drafted, I believe that he was drafted with, he was drafted in 2015. He was drafted in 2015 with DeBrusque, and I can't remember the other one, but they were all drafted like three day, three picks in a row. I think it was 14, 15th, and 16th. All right, and that was in 2015. We're now we're five years later, and yet this kid is has basically hasn't even, you know, made the ro- made the main roster. So maybe it's maybe this time, you know, to give up a couple of prospects to make that big move to get that big name player, you know, and to do do something, you know. But you know, I have no idea. But Zaboral uh, signed a two-year contract with the uh, with the bees. Now the bees also signed a couple of guys who probably won't even make the roster. You have um, they signed forward Greg McCreg, McHeg, I guess that's his name, McHeg, to a one-year deal, and they also signed goaltender Cal- Callum Booth to a one-year deal. Now Zaboral, he's 23 years old. He was on. He's on loan to a team in in his home in his home country of Czechoslovakia. So. Right now, he's he's been skating with them due to the pandemic. There a lot of apparently there's a lot of leagues in in Europe that are playing. So, you know they're all playing right now. So you know why not loan him to this to back to his home country so he can get some games games in, and that makes perfect sense. I think I read somewhere that uh, Joe Thornton was going to do the same thing in Switzerland. So. I'm not sure if he's going to still do it now that he's got the contract with um, with the Maple Leafs, so who knows. Um, 
Jacob Zaboro played 58 games for the Provi- for the Providence Bruins last ne- last year. He had three goals and a career high 16 assists for 19 points. So that's not bad. Um, just curious if he's gonna be um, gonna be playing gonna be playing for the Bruins this year, or will he stay in Providence? I don't know. He could probably be one of those guys, you know, who suits up, you know, back on the defense on the defense or defense defense whatever the hell you want to call it. Now McKegg is 28 years old. He skated in 53 games with the New York Rangers in the last season. So he tallied five goals and four assists for nine points. Now that's not bad. You know, at least the guy has some NHL has some NHL experience. You know, he played 53 games with the Rangers last season. So I have a you know, me there's a good chance he could be um a pretty decent guy, you know pretty decent extra man um come when the season starts because the lord knows they're gonna probably they're gonna need all the help they can get with you know with marshawn and and um pasternak sitting out for a couple of games at the start of the season now mckeg a little bit more information on him i know a lot of you are probably wondering well yeah he played for the new york rangers but what else did he do well, he spent the 2018-2019 season with the Carolina Hurricanes, putting up six goals, five assists. And the thing is, he's six feet, 192 pounds, and has played 185 career NHL games with New York, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Florida, and Toronto. So, yeah, 185 games, career games played, 18 total, 18 career goals, 15 career assists you know, 33 uh, points. So who knows? You know, maybe maybe this guy might be, you know, might get a chance to, you know, play in Boston. We might even see him in Boston, but I have a feeling he might be, might even play a little bit, just a little bit down in Providence. So I really don't expect this guy to really make a big, a big splash with the team. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Now, Callum Booth, is a goaltender. He's 23 years old. He split time last season between Charlotte of the eight, the Charlotte Checkers of the AHL, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, and the Atlanta Gladiators of the East Coast Hockey League. So now the thing is the Atlanta Gladiators are also the minor league minor league affiliate of the Bruins. So maybe the Bruins saw something in this kid while he was playing in Atlanta and decided, hey, why don't we, you know, use this, you know, why don't we sign this kid? you know, as an insurance policy. Now, he's about six, six foot three, 187. You know, he has appeared in 15 AHL, uh, he appeared in eight, 15 uh, AHL games with Charlotte with a 7-4 and four record and a 2.454 goals against average. So, you know, he's also played 60 career ECHL games, posting a 36-19-4. Yes, he had three shutouts. So, I, I I don't know about those two. I don't know about McKeg. I don't know about Booth. I mean, probably you know they're probably more of an insurance policy than you know you know an extra body in there that can get called up in case there's an injury or something. So who knows? But you know, I I just have to say, why did they go out and sign sign these guys? I mean, I understand Zaboro. They drafted him in 2015, and he's been with the organization for about four years now. But the other two, 
I don't know. I think it. I think this could be a depth depth move. I mean, where are they going to fit in? I mean, both will probably be in Providence. Maybe McKegg will be recalled at some point. Maybe he'll find a spot on the roster. We don't know. You know, and to be honest, I think Dan Vladar Vladar will get called will get called up to back up Rask or Halak more than Booth will. Maybe Booth will get will get a couple of call ups. We don't know, but the bees will have, I believe, will have four goalies in the minor leagues this season. You're going to have Vladar. You're going to have Jeremy Swayman, who who's last year played for Maine. He's going to do really well. You have Kyle Kaiser, and you have Booth. So my guess is that one of those, two of those guys are going to be, you know, in Providence, and two will probably wind up playing in the ECHL. So who knows? It's going to be, it'll be interesting to see who ends up in Providence and who plays in ECHL. So it's going to be kind of, kind of weird, you know, we're not, probably sitting here looking at you know what the organization looks like from top to bottom going all the way from Boston all the way through the ECHL and you know you're wondering who's going to make you know who's going to be where okay and one of the th- that's one of the things though as far as like the goalies go i mean we know Halak and Rask are good we know v- v- Vladar is good right now he'll eventually he'll probably be the number 1 guy in Providence so it's up to the other three guys to see who's going to be playing in Providence, you know, who's going to be his backup. So that's going to be interesting once the, uh, once the minor league seasons get underway. Now, I'm not sure when the ECHL is going to get underway, but the AHL has had a target date, I believe, at the beginning of December. But for the NHL, the 2021 season is still up in the air. I mean, there have been some, I've seen some things where, we could see new divisions due to border closures. I mean, you might see a division with all Canadian teams. You might, and all the U.S. teams will be split up by region. So you'll probably have a Canadian division of Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. So there's your there's your Canadian division right there. This way, they won't have to cross the border. So that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. The U.S. teams, if you split them by up by region, things I've seen online that I really don't, you know, I don't believe it until I see it. When I see something online, I want to wait until it's actually announced or it's happening. All right. But one of the ideas I saw was the Bruins and Buffalo would join the Rangers, the Islanders, New Jersey, Philly, and Pittsburgh for another division. I'm like, okay, that makes that makes kind of that makes sense. And then you have uh Tampa Bay. And then you have another division which would be a southern division of Tampa, the Florida Panthers, Washington, Carolina, St. Louis, and Nashville. And then there's a couple other ones that you might see out there, you know, like a western division you know, of all of the three California teams, Arizona, Las Vegas, and I believe Dallas is like a Western. And then you'll probably have a Central with Detroit, um, Columbus, Detroit, Columbus, 
uh, I forgot who Detroit Columbus, what, you know, but it's, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of look at that and I say that that's probably the way to go right now. And everybody's going to only play within their own divisions. Nobody's going to, you know, nobody's, everybody's going to play within their own divisions. All right. Nobody's going to play outside their division. I think I'm not sure because I don't think it's going to be fair if the can if the Canadian teams are all playing north of the border are playing each other almost every single day. So who knows? But it's gonna almost look like the early days of the original six. And I think that would be really exciting if players just stuck with you know, if teams just stuck with playing within their own divisions. You know, I think it would be I think it would that would be you know, it would be different. Not saying that they should stick with that concept even when this whole whole corona thing is over okay but still this is this is something you know temporarily this looks this could be kind of cool you know so you know who knows you know like i said early days of original six that's gonna look pretty good you know and then and then when you get to the point and then when you finally decide on a playoff system and then you have to decide on a playoff system and once you get to a playoff system depending on how things are going in the world you might go back to doing the bubble again. So who knows? But I think it's good. This, this idea, I like this idea. I mean, think about this, though. You have the Rangers and the Islanders, you know, and the Bruins all playing each other for, you know, in a division. That would be really, that would be something. You know, everything will com- continue to be monitored and considered by the NHL. But, you know, like I said, you have to take into consideration the border closings and COVID case spikes. You know, who knows what's going to happen. I have a feeling that the NHL has seen what went on with the MLB and what's going on with the NFL. And you know they're going to put some type of protocols in place to really make it safe. I mean, they were successful. They were successful and the NHL was successful in in playing in a bubble. But here's the thing. I don't think the players are going to want to play in a bubble for like 60 games. So who knows? But, you know, maybe bring back what they did during phases one of two of training camp, test players when they walk into Warrior Ice Arena, you know, and, you know, just, you know, be on top of testing. That's going to be the important thing. It's going to be on top with the testing. All right. Same thing, like just like the MLB and NFL, players will test positive. I, it's not going to be like, like they're like in a bubble. All right. They're not going to be playing in a bubble. So I expect that the NFL and, you know, just like in the NFL and the major league baseball players are going to test positive, you know, so, and I wouldn't be surprised that two weeks into camp or, or even the season, we see a spike and there's going to be talk of the season being canceled. So who knows what's going to happen with that? I mean, everything is up in the air. As far as, you know, protocols and, you know, the schedule. And so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But I kind of like, I'm starting to really think about, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm starting to like this divi- regional division thing. You know, I, I know it's, I'm hoping that it doesn't catch on because I like the way the league is. But right now, temporarily, I like this idea. I really love this idea. I think it's going to, I think it could work. I really think it could work. And I have some awesome news. 
well, not really awesome, but it looks like I made it through a podcast and I didn't talk about Tuka Rask. How about that one? Wow. Didn't talk about Tuka Rask. Didn't have to worry about Tuka anything. Nothing. Wow. Of course, things may change by the end of next week. <laughs> if you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe. Yes, subscribe to this show and rate this show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. And would you like to join me as a guest on Believe in Boston Bruins? Go to the Boston, the Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page and we'll set up a date and time to record. And all you need is Skype or Zoom. And it doesn't have to be all about the Bruins. We can talk about anything. We can talk about, well, not necessarily anything, but we can talk about anything NHL. You know, how do you? Th- what do you think about Joe Thornton signing with the um, Toronto Maple Leafs? Wow. You know, what do you think of, you know, Hoffman signing with the Bruins? What do you, what, what's, what, what's the impact of the expansion? You know, who's setting up is, are some of these moves that teams are making are in anticipation for next year's expansion draft. So we could talk about anything, anything hockey. I mean, I'll even go out and, you know, if you want to talk about a little bit of the Providence Bruins, we could talk Providence a little bit. So, you know, come visit me every single week. I got I got something to talk about with the Boston Bruins. So, give me a con- contact me and go to my Facebook page. So, thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.